tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Yay Networks. As much as I don't like to admit it, I feel like my life's always been hectic. Even before I met you, Francisco, and then had a baby with you, uh, my schedule's always been really tight. I just like to stay busy, and Daily Harvest makes it so easy to continue living your hectic lifestyle, but actually be healthier, make better decisions when it comes to mealtime. I used to just drink their smoothies. That was the first thing they had. Now they have these harvest bowls. They have lattes. They have the flatbreads that I know are your favorite in particular. Let Daily Harvest do more so you can do less. Go to dailyharvest.com slash fittish to get up to $40 off your first box. Hey, I'm Jenna. And I'm Francisco. You know, we are new parents trying to navigate this chapter of our lives while trying to run our own businesses and doing our best to stay mentally and physically Fittish. I don't know how good we're doing at that. Here's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> don't read it so much. <laughs> We've had to make a lot of compromises in the relationship, but it's For worth sure. it, right? Yeah. You've, I, there've been, there's been moments that I wanted to post something on social media, and you're like, you're not gonna post that, are you? That's for us. Well, can you imagine what it would be? I, I mean, I know we just got these tattoos together, but I don't know this dude. I gotta go. Babe, home. the thing is that in that first trip to Mexico, I was aiming for your kidneys, oh. but, but I found your heart. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of the Fittish Podcast. I'm Jenna. I'm Francisco. Not that we have like a ton of new people listening. I don't know. It's possible. Well, yeah, yes. You think you're bringing in a new audience? For sure. Yeah. Th- yeah. They've been asking if we can do it in Spanish. Oh my gosh. It's official. Remy knows more Spanish than me at this point. 100%. We'll, get, we'll get into that later. We should actually play that audio clip for everyone. Yeah. We, can play, we can play your phone for them on the show. Uh, because of course you have... I don't even know how you have storage anymore with how much Remy Babe, shit you I got on that I phone. I think I have more videos of, like, I have pretty much 365 days of videos. I want to see. Can you tell me, can you pull up your phone? Usually I never ask you to get on your phone. Can you just tell me real quickly, how many photos, like in your recent album, how many photos do you have on your phone? 63,000. Wow. 82,381. Okay, how many videos do you have? So videos, I have 3,500. Wow. 11,168. Okay, how many emails do you have? I thought I had way less video. I usually clean it up, but I have so much finished content on here. We're always yeah. shooting stuff. So recent is, yeah. Okay. How many so, emails? Oh, 45,000. 37,000. Well, we're a mess. Yeah. And... I had a hundred twenty thousand. Like yeah, six weeks. That's ago. what I thought. And I have been like going. Cleaning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thirty-seven thousand. I know, and it just they. If always I haven't say, answered your email, I'll get to it. People are like, "Oh my gosh, people like you drive me crazy." Like, how do you have all that? I'm like, the one thing that drives me crazy is the phone calls and the text messages. Like, I never have unread numbers on the text, and you have tons on there. Three hundred sixty-five text messages. It's so funny. I can have so much other content, but that's the thing that gives me a lot of stress. Like that you have that many texts unread like that on your phone. The thing is that I think my phone number is so public. 
Oh, so a lot of that's like spam text. Yes, and I don't get around deleting them because I, I was in a chain. I don't know if you guys have had this happening to you, but I was in this text chain that they keep adding me on. And it was like 25 people and they were all answering at the same time, get me off of here. But every time that one person answered, Ray initiated the whole thread. It was a nightmare. Yeah, you get a lot of spam calls. I need to talk to you about something though, because your voice mailbox has been full for two weeks and I, just a little friendly advice, I think it's unprofessional. No, so. No. It is unprofessional, and I keep deleting, like, voice messages. Delete so, all your voice messages. It'll be empty. Yes, I cannot delete all of the voice messages. I have certain attachment with some of them, you know? Like what? Like Enough people, to keep it full? Well, not to keep it full. How many voicemails do you have in there? A lot. How many? I guess that's a question I should have asked, because it drives me, not that I leave him voicemails, but I think as a realtor, you 500. Five, 500 voicemails? Yeah, no, I need to for sure, but no, no, no. I normally, my every time that I see that, because I receive a notification, I start deleting, but I need to go through it. I'm a, I'm a digital hoarder. Is it like from your other children? Like, what's happening? No, my other children use my Mexican phone. See, we joke about this kind of shit, but like now that no, I'm no, a no, parent... No, 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 we don't. You do. No, you do sometimes. You talk about your other family. We have proof of it on this podcast, well, so be careful, because now stuff you joke about is recorded. I would actually find it to be like so sad that you were like never around them. You know what I mean? Now that I'm a parent, I'm like, if you did have other kids and I found out, like I would leave you not because of the lie to me. I would leave you because like how shitty you're being to them. But what if I tell that I'm a trust fund baby and I actually, when I said I'm gonna go to work, I'm with my other family. And I'm not seeing any of that trust moments. Yeah. I'd be pissed. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I work my ass and off. And my family thinks that I'm like a, a guard at a mall, so I work at night. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I know that's not the case after watching you with Remy. Uh, we have some parenting news. Let's go parenting news. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, Jenna had a meltdown. That's a weekly thing. Well, maybe like a, a bi a bi weekly, right? Wouldn't that be like every other week? Um, I had a pretty major meltdown. Francisco, something we're working on in our relationship. It's no secret is our communication. Francisco's communication and Francisco's last minute travels. You make fun of me for talking a lot. You don't get it both ways. I over communicate everything to the point that you're like tuning me out because I'm like da 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 talk 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 can't wait for Remy to start talking so we can just talk about yeah. nonsense but Francisco and I know you're, he's working hard but he has like a lot of these moments where he's like hey babe um I gotta go to Mexico tomorrow and I'm like what what no no single behavior you have a wife and a child and a nanny what? and a Single behavior. That's like when you were single, you'd be like, No, I get it. I just, I have a, a what? A wife? Just kidding, please. You better start looking for fucking apartments real quick. <laughs> well, I mean, because for your mom, so. Yeah, you can make the commission for yourself. Yeah, why don't you share something with Candy? Why don't you share something with my mom? Yeah, that'd be great. Y'all, y'all move in together. You deal with each other. Um, Brand, I just say that because it's easier. So are we going to get into the semantics of like, uh, I mean, am I not Babe, a wife? No, I was just kidding. Minus you are the paperwork. Um, 
So anyway, I was like, you have like all these logistical things to kind of figure out because it's unfair to me to like leave at the last second all the time because it's like, yeah, I have to deal with it, but that it creates resentment in a relationship. So anyway, that's something Fran and I are working on. And you actually did a good job this week because you were, you went to Austin and came home and then you said you were going to turn around and go to Mexico. And I was like, could you maybe just like give me a few days? And you did. You're going to go next week instead. So how kind of you. A gold star in my forehead. A gold star? Yeah. Is that what that motion was? Anyway, um, so, you know, we're working on it, but let's go back to when you went to Austin the other day. This is, this is my big issue. It's the lack of heads up so I can also, you know, have some help and just mentally prepare my work and that sort of thing. But then the sleep training, you know, if, for those of you that listen to the show week in and week out, you know that I want to sleep train and Francisco cannot handle it, has not wanted to, and that's okay. I actually don't judge... I really don't judge this. I totally understand why people want to sleep with their baby, co-sleep and all of that. I think that's so great if it works for you. And I've tried it. Like if Remy snuggled up next to me, um, it's not that I think that it's like an unsafe thing to do anymore. I don't feel that way. It's just that I don't sleep at all. He's an alligator. He beats the shit out of me. I'm terrified of him. He's up. He wants to party. Scary. I'm tired. Stresses me out. He, so when Fran's in Austin the other night, I was like, oh, this isn't the best like night to sleep train, but I kind of started toying with the idea like, yeah, I'm alone, but like if I can get one night when Fran's not here, so he's not here to intercept, then maybe I'm like one night in and like I can convince Fran to do a couple subsequent nights. And so, um, of course, it's like midnight and I had so much anxiety. I get so much anxiety when you're gone. I think this house has a lot of windows, a lot of doors. I watched too many horror movies when I was single and not scared of anything in the world. And now everything in the world terrifies me now that I'm a mom. And I just was hearing noises. And I think after the last time when the alarm went off and all that, I don't know. I just, as the night goes on, I start getting more scared. And so like it's midnight. I still haven't I gone to think sleep. I we have a spirit walking around the house. Fabulous. Yeah, there's like a... A door, a crawl space door in the floor of Remy's closet. I think that's where the spirit lives. Remy has a door that goes through his bathroom, which we know he doesn't use his bathroom yet, but like he has a bathroom that goes to the outside, a door. He also has sliding glass doors off of his bedroom. And, you know, we have them super locked with like the little arm that comes down. We never use that door and on we purpose. we have a arm and we have cameras outside. But you get it. Regardless, there's just like a lot of entrances in this home, which is when you go to buy a house, you're like, wow, this house is beautiful. It has so many windows it has such great natural light and then i'm like god there's a lot of entrances and exits which can work you know in good ways and bad ways anyway so you know my mind starts like fucking me up at night and it's midnight and i'm finally getting sleepy but i didn't want to take anything to fall asleep because i was alone here with him and tylenol pm would have me like sleeping through his cries of terror so anyway 12 30 comes and he's like and i'm like i let him I, i'm like i'm gonna sleep train i'll make it like 30 minutes and i'm like I'm just going to put him in bed with me. Like, I can't fight this battle tonight. I'm just going to put him in bed. I was so tired. All of a sudden, I was like, I'm going to do it. When I tell you Remy was looking for you, he didn't even care that I went in there to get him. He's looking over my shoulder, like leaning his head around, like, where's Papa? Like, looking for Papa. And, and then I put him in bed. He's crawling to your side of the bed. So it's no more that he wants to sleep in bed with us. It's he wants to snuggle with Dad. And I'm like, I got so mad, y'all. I'm just so mad because now he's been crying for like an hour. He wasn't even cool with me. I was like, I call Fran 
And I'm like, you did this. Friends, like, kind of drunk, had been at, like, a work dinner. I think you were, like, at your friend's place. You were spending the night. And you were, I mean, Fran was nice to me, but I could tell he's like, yeah, like, not, not my problem. I'm, like, out of the zip code, you know? But he, I was like, this is so unfair. Like, it dawned on me. I'm like, this is so unfair to him now and me. Me, of course, because I don't like this. But, like, uh, him, because now he's spoiled sleeping with you and you travel way too much for work to leave me in that situation because now he's so spoiled. So I was like saying to Fran, I was like, uh, I was just, you know, when you're crying and I wasn't like screaming at him like mad, but I was just like, this is so unfair. You're such a pussy. You haven't sleep trained him. I was like, you wouldn't let me get rid of the penis skin, but like, you're going to let me sleep train him. I was so upset and I was just like, we have to do this. So I was actually so tired that after like an hour of it, Fran goes, why don't you give him a bottle? And I'm like, so you've been feeding him in the middle of the night? Of course. I was like, oh, these bad habits. What a mess. So he's like, no, I just feed him sometimes. I'm like, anyway, I just made a decision at 2.33 a.m. I went, he's obviously not going to sleep with me. He's not going to go back to sleep if I'm rocking him in the chair either. And I put him in his crib, I kissed him on the forehead. I put his pasty in his mouth and I said, Good luck to you, sir. And I left his bedroom and I shut the door and I got in bed and I like put pillows over my ears and he cried for like 20 minutes and he went to sleep till 7 a.m. And I did it. Congratulations. No, and you know what? He called me right after to bitch about you also. But um, <laughs> I wasn't bitching about him. And, uh, but I think it's time, you know? I think it's time. Whoa, 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 what? Do we have this? Making sure our producer's recording this? So, we, we, we... It's time? You agree? He, no, because he has that enough cognitive ability to know that, that we're here, that, it, that I have his back, that we have his back. We cuddle in those years of the... In that year of development. <laughs> Felt like years, yeah. We, uh... You're 375 we days in. We... We gave each other the peace of mind that mm -hmm. we each other needed. And now I think... He only fell out of the bed on his head one time. He only fell out of the bed one time, and that was one Good too many. Good bonding experience. It wasn't. It was one of the most horrible nights of my life. I know. And uh, I'm just trying to bring levity to the trauma. And <laughs> I think now we are both ready. We're both ready to part a little bit become a little more independent um he still cries a little bit at night yesterday for instance was hard. Like yesterday, it was, last our, was hard. our fifth day i'll tell everyone that yes yeah, so and then when you came home i said to you you came home and this would have been friday friday yeah friday night right so friday night i was like it's the weekend we're sticking with this and so friday night he wakes up and friends like i think i'm gonna break and i was like you fucking break. You're moving out of this house. Like, I've done one night. We got to stick with it. And I've heard it's going to be harder because he's older. So it's not like, you know, they say if you do it between four and six months, it could be like three rough nights. But then they kind of figure it out. But he's so spoiled now. And he does have all these fond, snuggle daddy memories that, like, it could take a couple of weeks um, for him to really stop. So, yeah. But anyway, he woke up that night like, I don't know. It still hasn't really been more than... 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Last night might have been a little bit longer. And Fran, would, Fran woke me up and was like, I'm going to break. I'm like, you're not going to break, you pussy. So. 
which well, makes yesterday, me feel like I'm like hardcore. But I think yesterday we actually like after four days, things that he's been actually really good. He sleeps throughout around. He wakes up normally around twelve, but yesterday he woke up around eight thirty nine, and that's like I need to go in. Like I don't want him to start crying that early, so I actually broke a little bit, but put him back down in his crib. I wish you wouldn't have done that, but yeah. Yeah. Why? Because he needs to learn to do it himself no matter what time it is. You're supposed to stick with this like during nap time, during, it doesn't matter that it's 9 p.m. or midnight, like. No, I get it, I get it, but it's like, I think he knows that he's going to be on his own, but he, I just didn't want his night to start that way, you know? Mm. We, we, we really communicate, like, you know, we all have these issues in your relationship. We, all, we know when we need each other. Look, I think that it's so crazy to me to think, how do people with bad relationships even get through having a baby together? Because like, it's such a test of, even when you're in a good place, it's such a test of compromise. And you and I have, we're on the same page, I think, with a lot of fundamental stuff, right? Like with, you know, school and like, we, you know, how we have people taking care of him and you know, what he eats and the milk he drinks. But you got to think there's like a million decisions that you have to make every single day about your child. And yeah, we don't 100% see eye to eye. And I think that's what I try to tell Francisco is, you know, when you're with him taking care of him, you don't want him to like play with the straw that he's drinking out of. But I don't mind it. And friends, like he's going to poke himself in the eye. So when we're like together eating and now we've taught him to drink out of a straw and they give him the little kids cup at the restaurant, you're worried that he's going to hurt himself. And I'm it's not that I'm not worried that he's going to get hurt. It's just that I give him much more freedom to kind of roam around the house. And yesterday... I'm in the office in here, like where we are right now. I have a desk behind the camera and haven't really decorated this place yet. So I don't know when that's ever going to happen. But like I was doing some work and I see this man in our home that I thought you had gone to work. And I'm like, who's this man in the house? Like I can see through the glass doors. Francisco has gotten the baby proofer to come over, which is so amazing. It shows your priorities. Like out of the million things I want help with around here. But it's so great that you took the initiative. But I know it's because you're so scared that now he's, you know, crawling yeah, around and small, stuff. He's mobile. So and y'all, when I say this baby proofer's recommending that we put, that like toddlers might drown in the toilet and they want to put like snap locks on every toilet. And I'm thinking about like, absolutely not. Like I'm not going to that length, you know? So then friend and I are having a conversation bit by bit, like of everything, like all these gates he wants to put up. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I want some of it. I want the reasonable stuff. Like I don't want him to fall downstairs or like, smash his finger in a drawer and covering edges. But I think you and I are just different. And did you know you were going to be this type of parent? So I knew, I didn't think it, I, it was about to be like this. Um, however, there's certain things that are very important because I do have an uncle that was a pediatrician and he used to tell me horrible stories about kids running around with objects that don't seem sharp, like, like a straw, like that straw. He but he's falls. not running around. No, but if he's mobile with it. So th that, that kind of traumatized me a little bit, his stories that he used to tell me about accidents with, with little... Uh, you fell off a balcony, right? I, I fell out of a second floor. A second fall. floor, yeah. onto a marble floor, probably a head injury, still TBD, seems like it. There's something for 100%. sure. But you don't consider your mom by any means to be a bad mom, right? Because she's not. No, no, no. I think she learned. No, she... 
First of all, you were her second <laughs> child, right? Yeah, you were her second child. And she literally said she just like turned around for a second and you just like crawled through a broken railing and went splat. Like, I'm just saying horrible accidents happen. Like, she would have never wanted that. I don't think that had anything to do with her being a bad mom. I watch her. She's like you. She's like a hawk. Like, she's like on Remy, like, even with me, like, worried. You know, y'all are just suffocating a little bit. Because y'all, it's almost like y'all, every time I'm around you, you're like. <gasps> but the things that, that's not. Like, I hear this noise in my sleep. And I'm like, Fran, like, I'm literally sitting next to him. And you're like. <gasps> And I love it. I mean, I do. I love that you care so much, but I'm just different. I'm just like more chill than I thought I was going to be. No, absolutely. And I think I respect your, uh, your way of parenting. Um, but yeah, like I'm pretty sure my mom learned her lesson. Uh, I had to go through many exams for at least 15 years. Well, and you know, something you do, you and I both, we think you're okay. But something and sometimes I tweet. you and I both agree on, though, is like letting Remy have all the food. And now he's starting to eat a lot more, which I'm glad. And we were, we were over-milking him. Amazing we were... at cooking. I, I, like, kudos to you because I don't think I've ever thought of you as, like, this Chef Boyardee type. You cook amazing. And you, you I remember when we started dating that you cooked uh, for me and it was really good. But now you're super excited about it. Well, I think you care more when you have a child. You know, you care more about... The, what you feed them and everything that goes into that. And I'm so excited to have this brand as a sponsor of the Fittish Podcast, Caraway. You may have seen their beautiful looking cookware before, but you start reading more. I, I never cared as much about pots and pans before because I would be like, oh, I can't afford that kind of pot and pan. And I never thought about the materials that were used on it. And then you have a child and you start reading about things like Teflon, right? Like that this is bad, that it rubs off on the food and, you know, kind of all of these like cancer causing things that pots and pans can have that wear off over time. And I never realized that. And that's just another reason I was so excited to get Caraway because not only is it aesthetically really pleasing, which who doesn't love that? I actually got the off-white color and I got a set of, you know, four or five um, pieces of cookware. They're just stunning and they're so slippery like i love it, it. i was amazing. making him eggs yesterday With the ceramic covering because i mean you've had non-stick before but this is just a different level yeah because they're ceramic and so i mean even if you forget to spray it i swear like i made him eggs and like i could just like slide the eggs off onto a pan it was so amazing but yeah really important that this high quality ceramic coated kitchenware is all free of teflon lead cadmium and other toxic materials so many cool colors i mean they have this really pretty green shade i and toyed with getting it's really cool like the packaging like they they, they send it uh, to you with a vase so you can put it in your cabinets and it has a special a specific spot a base yeah not a base so yeah well no they they send these little racks so they like each the fit rack, in a yes. rack and then they also send you the cork like padding yeah, yeah, to set the, it on the hot uh, and then when a, it's hot. like a linen sleeve that for you can leads, hang yeah. to put all the lids in so i've so actually cool. organized them truthfully like i've thrown some of our other old stuff away because like i made stew in one of them the other day. I mean, just it, it's the perfect stuff. The skillets. No, and I get it home now and she has this hat and the white uh, uniform and she's just like whipping things up. Like Everyone listening knows that's absolutely not true. I'm looking uh, like a hot mom mess. and But I am cooking more because 
It's important. So anyway, visit carawayhome.com slash fittish to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. And when you say dishes like this dinner are probably really expensive. No, I've actually, I'm shocked at um, how affordable these are for the quality. And, uh, and again, like you get this whole set and it just comes with so many great pieces of equipment. But again, this deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash fittish. C-A-R-A wayhome.com slash fittish or just use the code fittish at checkout. Caraway non-toxic cookware made modern. I love this stuff. It's so great. Love it. Um, I love how it motivates you. You know, I got a lot of questions the other day because I posted um, that we were at Emler Swim School uh, with Remy and Emler, I don't know if Emler's everywhere. You know, we live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and there's a lot of locations in Dallas-Fort Worth. So maybe it is everywhere. But gosh, swimming is so important. And I had so many of you write me and go, oh my gosh, my, you know, my four-year-old still doesn't know how to swim or, you know, because I think it's hard to, it's just something you don't think about, you know, until you see other people do it. You're like, I'm not around a pool or I don't have a pool, which we all know how important it is, right? Like drowning, actually from the guy that came to the house yesterday, they say drowning is like the leading cause of death with little kids. And um, and then we went to the doctor the other day, you know, I had done a few swim lessons in the fall when we first moved into the house, but life gets in the way. Let's be real. You sign up for a time that's not ideal. It's like three o'clock on a Monday. And then every week that comes around, it's once a week for 30 minutes. You're like, uh, I'm at work or he's working and it just gets complicated, which was just an excuse. And so the doctor, when we go for the 12 month checkup, they're like, can he swim? No, he can't fucking swim. Like he's a year old. And then we're thinking like 12 month olds like swim or do they just like know how to flip around and float? Like with the extreme, you know, when they toss them in the pool. So I just picture like little Michael Phelps, just like being a one year old already, like going like, yeah, maybe. Like these little Hawaii babies. I don't know. But I was like, is that a common question that people answer like yes to? Like, yes, he can swim. I was waiting for the next question to be, can he read? It's like, well, not yet. He's getting there. And he He's read. getting fluent in Spanish, though. Um, anyway, so we, I signed him up for a better time. And I would just really highly recommend this. Not even as much about the tangible reason why you're teaching them to swim so they won't drown, which I know is kind of the overarching, most important part of this, but like it gives you something to do. Cause if you know, you have like a good 30 minutes, which it really ends up taking more like an hour and a half. Cause like you're going, they get in. Remy loves it. Like Remy, he really loves the water and yeah, it's a bit of a grind when they're really little cause a parent has to get in with them. <laughs> and so I'm in my bathing suit. Fran's so great. He, you got out of work because you just, I mean, you're you're so awesome in that way. Like, you want to spend every second you can with him. So I brought your bathing suit. So the funny part is, though, you're seeing mostly, at least at our location, and I'm sure this is the case everywhere, like, you're seeing mostly the moms in with the baby. And then Fran's in there, and I absolutely love it because I had gone with my mom, so it was like a whole family affair because I had this whole plan. I was like, Mondays my mom watches Remy, and I work from home, but I get work done. And then usually, you know, I cut out around 4 o'clock, and her and I take him somewhere to eat. So we have, like, a really nice day. So I booked these on a Monday so we can take him. And then there's, like, a Mexican spot next door that we like, so we're like, he can swim, and we go eat. And like a couple hours is covered, then he's tired and we get home just in time for bedtime. And I mean, new parents know that that kind of thing just is so clutch because you wear them out before bed and then they sleep better. So anyway, you met us and I'm sitting there on the side of the pool going, thinking about a conversation I had with 
one of my guy friends whose boyfriend, he told me recently got a job at the front desk of a gym. He has a, like a great full-time job. And I was kind of surprised cause he's super busy and traveling. And I thought he was just working out at this place all the time. And he was like, no, he got a job there for free classes. And I'm mad about it because it's like the gay watering hole, <laughs> which is such a great way to put it because like all of like hot fit, gay guys and I mean this is a place we used to go all the time when we were like more fit um but like yeah it's so funny and I kind of agreed with him and then I'm sitting there thinking the equivalent of this is like Fran going to mommy and me swim classes by himself with Remy with all these other moms you know in the pool with their babies and I turned to my mom and I told her that story my mom's like John I don't think you have anything to worry about I was like I think you got to worry about everything these days. You know, you got to worry about everything. Like, I don't trust, I don't trust anyone anymore. Yeah, but it was funny because it's so cute in there. We had a great singing. bonding time with these moms. They're wonderful. <laughs> we talked to our babies and how they're swimming. Isn't it funny? Like, in no other scenario before you have children, you're in a relationship. There's so many things that then just become okay. Like, I have so many more conversations now with, like, men you know, in these kinds of situations, right? That like it never really would have happened or been appropriate before. For instance, like I went to the mall the other day to meet our friends, Claudia and Steven, because they were like, let's go to the mall. I'm like, the mall on a Saturday? Pass. And they were like, no, 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 trust me. So I've never done this kind of mall trip. I took Remy to the mall by myself. We ate, met in the food court. We ate. Then we went to the library that I've never even noticed was there after finding all the elevators, which I also never knew where they all were in the mall, right? I mean, y'all get it. It's a totally different experience. This place was amazing. It's a little public library. You can actually get books. There's computers, there's stuff to draw, there's games. We sat in there for an hour. So like I did no browsing at the mall, of course. And it was so fun. And then I'm sitting on a, the ground. Remy is like caressing a small child's face and the dad's sitting right there and we just have this long conversation and Claudia's like teasing me like were you hitting on that dad and and I'm like no like the guy's wife was like across the room with the other two kids uh -huh. and it was just nice like it's just funny like you have these nice conversations about the kids I was apologizing because we're trying to teach Remy to be gentle but you know Claudia and I just laughed like this is like a new chapter of your life where you just kind of talk to people of the opposite sex when you have something in common now with kids because you're just sitting in there. And I noticed it was like a lot of dads. So I'm like, this is brilliant. The dad sits with the kid in the library when the mom does the errands in the mall. Isn't that cool? Yeah, no, we need to go for sure. <laughs> Sad. I'm like, isn't that cool? Isn't but that I like cool the pool idea better because it's more moms, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> you do the you do the library. Oh, uh, tell everyone about Remy's, uh, what you believe Remy's saying. Do you know I sent this to a Spanish speaker yesterday to see? And she confirmed. Yeah. No, no, no. We are dealing with little Remy Sheldon. Um, he, he uh, our nanny, she's, uh, she's a Spanish speaker. She was talking to her son, which is five years old, and she was saying, hey, come play, like, come, come to the house and play. And in Spanish, that's like, venga a jugar. And Remy repeated it just like that. And, and when she told me, like, okay, like, mm -hmm. I can see how she could be a little biased, like me. When she sent me the video, that guy enunciates better than I do. Yeah. Amazing. Like, he, he's starting to repeat. And then we were at our pool jacuzzi, which we call the pussy. 
and we were talking about the fact that we hadn't have someone coming clean it in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're, it's a really small salt water watering hole, and uh, and we were there, and and Jenna said this looks like lake water. No, 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 no. It didn't look like lake water. I said usually the danger, just so people don't think we're bathing and yeah. disgusting no. if we're soaking in bad water. We were talking about, of course, all the things that you get freaked out of as parents, like how there's parasites and bacteria in, I was like, our saltwater pool needs a little love, but it was still pretty clear. And I was like, I think that's really only the danger in mostly like, you know, a lot of standing lake water. And so we keep talking about lake water. And he just said, lake water. Yeah, and Fran and I both looked at each other because I'm more cynical. I'm like, he didn't say that, you know, like even the Spanish expression, I'll let the audience decide. I'll play it for them. But, um, you know, certain things like he's saying agua and he's really he's going to be really chatty. I mean, I we talked to he him just a ton. talks and talks and talks. He talks and mumbles a ton. But yeah, it was so clearly enunciated that I'm like, I really think he just said lake water. But you, you and I both looked at each other and we were like, I think he said lake water. It was the craziest thing. So, but out of the blue, he's just like, blah 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 blah, like like just saying baby talk and lake water. Like, okay, let's see what they think. Let Let's play this and see if this sounds okay. Crazy. Did y'all hear that? So I don't know. Y'all let us know if you think that's what he said. I don't even know what the fuck that means. And speaking of fuck, I need to not say that anymore. Yeah, we need to if start he's already saying like multi-word. Oh, like, yeah, because I'm like, I've chilled on the cunts in general. I love that word, but I've chilled on that. I don't really throw that around as much. But I definitely say fucking shit a lot. And not as much as I used to because I am cognizant. Like, that's pretty, that's trashy of me. And I'm almost 40 and I should not do that. Um, I do love a good swear word though. And I just am now thinking, I thought you had a couple years before you have to clean up your act. Yeah. Cause it's I remember crazy, like when yeah. my dad and stepmom had Dylan and I was living in the house with them, like they were watching Dexter when he was like one or two. And I remember being like, Oh, this is cool. Like, so you have some time to like watch bad stuff, but we never watch anything like that with him around. Like we, we just let him watch Miss Rachel or Miss well, Alejandra to clean up our or watch TV time also. But yes, I think it's really important that he doesn't start repeating things because yesterday you were asking, like, well, do you like sometimes it's funny. Like, do you find it funny if they repeat like fuck when they don't even know what it, it means? And I'd like, yeah, I think it's really funny when it, it is not your child, you know? Yeah. But I still think it might be funny. It will be funny, but that will make it so he repeats it over and over again because he's not, he doesn't know what he's saying, but people are making a party around it every time he says it. So that's why they just start saying it all, like all the time. Yeah, and then you don't want to have that kid that when he starts going to any kind of school or daycare that, that he's teaching the other kids and then you got to like deal with the parents because it's your kid's fault. Yeah, I think I was that kid when I was a kid. I think I was that kid too because I remember no I didn't have siblings around to teach me swear words and I don't remember we should ask my we should have Candy on and talk to her about stuff when I was little because it seems like now she's starting to remember things more yeah I'm like thanks for telling me now 
She's like, well, I didn't remember until now I'm around another baby, but I do have a very vivid memory. I used to sit in the grocery store when I was young. I loved to read. So I will say that was something great. Like I've been, I need to even read to him more because I, I like to read to him every night. Yeah. And you put him to bed and too early amazing. last night. But my mom and dad read to me every single night. I think it's really good for vocabulary. It's just good. So then that carried on and I loved to read, whether it was magazines or anything. Like I would just read a lot. So I would go to the grocery store with my mom and she'd let me sit back in the day. It was like a Kroger in Cincinnati. Like I would sit in the middle aisle by the registers because it had all the books and crosswords and magazines and whatever. And so she would let me sit there and read magazines, which is crazy to think like I would never leave a child alone to read magazines now with like the baby. Theme. I can see like Jenna, Jenna at three years old with a Cosmo, like no joke, five ways to give a blow job, you know? Well, thank you for ruining the story. I was about to tell you. <laughs> I didn't know you were going there. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't three, but yeah, I was at the checkout line. Well, now you just totally ruined my story. But yeah, I was at the checkout line after I had been reading. Cosmo. Well, so I was right. Yeah. And I was like, mom, what's a blowjob? And like in front of like all the people and my mom's like, <sighs> forget how she explained that one to me. I don't even remember at the time. But yeah, I'm like reading these mags. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's fun, but then it also gets more challenging, right? Because how are we going to handle some of I that, I want to know how she explained that to you. Either I want to know too, because like, if Remy asks you that, what are you gonna say to him? What's a blowjob? At All what age? age? That's what I mean. Like, at what so, age do you decide? I would not put a lot of attention. Like, uh, like I don't know. Like, I, I think I would just just make it on passing. You gotta like, breeze over it when they're really young, yeah, right? But yeah. Okay, let's look into that a little bit. Uh, first, I want to talk about another sponsor of the Fittish Podcast that Fran and I have been fans of since before. <laughs> they were a sponsor of the Fittish Podcast because I used to order Daily Harvest smoothies to be delivered. I, I probably got into some ads that I had seen online. This was years ago, by the way. I mean, I'm talking like eight years ago. They had smoothies. That's what they first came out with. And I loved it because I was getting up early to work on the radio and I still wanted to be healthy. And I would just make these smoothies because so the cup easy. they come in, it's like you dump it in the blender, you add either the coconut water, water, milk of your choice, right? Like whatever liquids recommended. And then you blend it and you put it back in the cup, put a lid on it if you want a straw, however, right? And then and you the take it And the lid has go. a little like, like innings to put the... And so I loved it. And now they have so many great options. They have soups. They have flatbreads, which Fran loves. Like sometimes I wake up in the morning these days, you get like late night munchies, but you usually stick with like the healthier options. But I'll wake up and find like a you ceramic should. dinner plate like in bed. And I'm like, oh, yes, he is eating all the Daily Harvest flatbreads. <laughs> I'm guilty at it. And we need to order more because we've been getting only two or three. And that's not cutting it for me, but yeah, because I have the app and you know, you can change it. Like if you only want flatbreads, you can do that. You can kind of pick the number of items and the frequency you want it delivered. So you do have a lot of options here, yeah, but when, which is the one you like? Is it artichoke and spinach flatbread? No, there's one with sweet potato mm -hmm. that it's just amazing. The, the artichoke and spinach is really good. But yeah, when, when you're not chefing your way around the kitchen. Oh, I still... I, I, I hardly ship. I still prefer the convenience. Let Daily Harvest do more so you can do less. Go to dailyharvest.com slash fittish to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash fittish for up to $40 off your first box. Again, that's dailyharvest.com slash fittish. Yeah, we we actually really like that stuff. I, I, I don't... I cook sometimes. I just... Um, 
I still don't love it, you know, and we're lucky. We have great Finnish podcast sponsors and, you know, I love just things that at least get sent here. Right. Cause I still, even when I have to order other groceries, I still like getting stuff delivered. I just hate the inconvenience really of going. I just don't really like going anywhere. You know, I had to go to an event last night. I had to, I wanted to, I think it's like you, you hear about something a day or two before or a week before and you're like, yes. You can always feel free to blindside me with something that you're doing. I really actually enjoy you doing stuff. But I don't, you say that, but Fran, I don't, I'm not you. I don't like that. That doesn't make me feel good. I don't like to even, not about you. I don't like to have last minute changes to my schedule. I like to be home. I like to know what I'm doing. Also, it's not fair to like my mom, for instance. Like yesterday I was like, I have something to do, you know, and I told her that. And you said you'd be home at 5.30. I don't know. You got home a little. At 45. Around six or so. And um, which is fine. But I'm just saying, like, I like to give people a heads up. I just think it's more respectful, right? I I will reserve blindsiding you when it really needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if I can give you a heads up and I know a few days out that I need to do something, then I'm going to tell you I'm not going to, like, blindside. That's just not how I work. I like to be more. Well, I just want you to know I'll be okay with that. That's, that's wonderful for you. It's wonderful for you also. Okay, well, um, I'm going to not tell you, and I'm going to blindside you, and I'm not going to come home tonight. Yeah. I think we are in a point in a relationship where we're, like, I trust you, and whatever you're doing, I know it's for the better good. I know, but I for think the that's where good. the disconnect gets to be sometimes, because you're, just because you're okay with something, you don't, that's the problem. Like, you would be okay with me being like, hey, I'm going to New York tomorrow morning, bye, and I'm going to be gone for two days. You say you'd be okay with it. Maybe you would, but not over a period of time of me doing it all the time. And, and maybe you would be okay with it, but I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about what you're okay with because I don't, wouldn't do that, right? But since you, I think that's the problem, right? Like when we went to therapy back in the day, they were like, just because like, you're okay, like you don't have an issue with it, but that's not, it's not about if you have an issue with it, right? No, 100%. It's like if I have an issue with like, Hey, I'm going to go to Mexico tomorrow morning for two days. And I'm like, fucking great. Hi. I don't like being I without you at night. I normally make arrangements lately. Like if I'm going to do something, I get a nanny or I get someone to take care of that time I'm not putting in. Sure. But I just look, I'm much more, I have to, you're going to take this the wrong way. Cause the way I say this is going to sound rude, but I feel like I just feel that I'm more considerate of other people's time and schedules right and i don't think you're doing it intentionally i think that you just get real add distracted and you're like oh i'll just ask marie if she could stay three more hours tonight but like she has a child and sometimes she can say yes but i think it puts people in a bind i think it's just nice to give as much heads up to people as possible when you can right instead of like last second being like oh hey mom i don't even like doing it to my own mom you know anyway i did go to something last night i did tell my mom in advance that you know that I needed her to stay a little bit later. But I had a college uh, girlfriend. She was younger than me, but someone I knew from college that was in town who started like a clothing business with a business partner of hers. And I just wanted to see her because I really like her. I hadn't seen her in a really long time. And she was very close to here. And I was like, what are the chances? She lives in New York. You know, she has like a completely different life lifestyle. And I haven't seen her since we left college. And so I just was like, I'll go stop by and say hi. And, you know, I go to these events and I'm reminded why... Like, 
It was nice. I mean, it was like painless. It was great and great to see her. It was very small. It was at someone's home. It was at a nice house, you know, but I didn't know anyone. And I just like stopped in, grab a drink. Her and I are catching up. And the stuff was really cute, but I'm looking at it. And I call, I called my friend when I left because I'm like, I go to some of these things and I feel this like inherent pressure to buy something. You know what I mean? And I don't know why. I don't feel that way in like clothing stores. But when I go to support a friend at something, it's like I feel she didn't put any pressure on me to buy anything. But like I felt like and the stuff was not cheap. And so I'm like, because I just feel like. That's what Danny and I were talking about. She's like, Jenna, friends supporting you with fetish is different because like my stuff is not for a lot of people. I guess it's not cheap. Right. But in general, if you're a friend and you want to support me, you know, I give a lot of my friends free stuff and or discount codes and stuff like that because I want them to support. I'm like, the best thing you can do for my business is tell other people about it. Right. I even said that to her last night. I'm like, I'll send you some stuff like tell other people about it. But Danny's like, yeah, but someone can buy something from you and it's like $13 or $35, you know, if they want to buy something like you have some options on there that aren't like, you know, $500, you know? And so I don't know why I feel that, um, pressure. And I guess I just care a lot more now about where I spend my money than I used to. And, you know, now that I've had a kid, I made a TikTok last night that I was like, I used to just like spend like in that scenario, I wouldn't have felt as guilty about supporting and buying some like piece of clothing. And her stuff was really cute. But then I'm like, now I like don't even buy goat cheese. Goat cheese is $9. Why is goat cheese $9? I've never been that type of person. And I'm like, you know, you buy a house, you have a kid. And I'm like, $9 for goat cheese? I love goat cheese. So does Remy. We eat it every day. And sometimes Are you speaking just... on the goat cheese? Yeah. I'm not buying it sometimes. That's, That's why we don't like, have it. The other was looking like, what happened? Now I know what's happening. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. I'm, I'm going to have to stop by uh, Sprouts every time to go get the goat cheese. Yeah, there's Anything a $6, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I like poured it yesterday, and I'm like, that's too much. Like, I'm pouring it out. Said, you don't get enough goat cheese for $9. Groceries are so expensive. I just, and it's so funny that I live in this world now, and I'm sure a lot of people, you know, look, I've been fortunate. You know, like, I had a, and it's probably this entrepreneurial thing too, right? Like, when business, like, this has been, we're kind of in like a hard year, you know, business is good, but it's hard running a business. You have a lot of like ups and downs. You have good years, you have not so good years, you have good months, you have not so good. I mean, on a day to day, it's just hard. It's hard to figure out how to grow. And I just think about it a lot because I don't have a salaried, you know, job anymore. Like, I mean, I, in a way, but I don't always pay myself from finish. Like if we're not doing great and I have employees. And so I think about like, I don't buy the chopped onions anymore. Those are so expensive. I hate chopping the onion. But you that's where I draw the it. line. Like I can the like, chopped stuff is so convenient, but it's I so expensive. I can stop maybe buying if I'm having a hard situation. I'll 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 switch my wine consumption or my. I don't any, even drink the wine anymore. Any any other thing, but chopped onion is a thing because I hate chopping onion. There's no trick that would not make me. Oh, ball. so that's where you actually. Oh, yeah. Really? No, yeah. no, I don't know. And it's just funny because I don't know. I probably haven't talked openly about that. And y'all just take my word for it. But I have been like, I'm not so great with money. Or, you know, when you have periods of time that you make a little more money, you do things like that for convenience. Right. And I used to definitely be that type of person. But now having this home and a baby and a business 
starting another business. It's just a lot. And I just don't, I don't know. I don't really shop much anymore. Yeah, no. Um, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I just, it's just different now. You but know? That's, that's, a, uh, that's a good thing. I think that's yeah. where we find growth when we are aware of whether we can afford it or not. When you're aware of things, like I think. I like it. And I thought about oh, this a lot the other day. And I said to you, like, I think life's all about kind of accepting the place that you're in. You can be a lot happier when you find a way to accept, and I know I talk about this a lot with motherhood now, it's kind of the realization, I listened to someone say this about motherhood the other day, it's like, instead of continuing to kind of resent the moment, like, yeah, like, house is a mess, and you have a baby now, and you, your life is totally different, once you kind of get through that grieving of the old life, if you can just kind of sit there and embrace the chaos, and just go, this is, this is just, you know, every, like, what you talk about, like, things are temporary, like, these chapters aren't gonna last forever, and this is it, like, instead of every day being like, oh, I wish he could do this, or I wish this wasn't, like, you know, my life is so out of balance, just being like, this is what it is, and figuring out how to just kind of enjoy it, I just recently did this, y'all, and kind of started just accepting these moments of chaos, and, like, I feel so much happier, and same with that, like, I may not financially be as, you know, stable, of course, after getting a house and doing all this that I felt a couple years ago, but it's okay, right, because everything's sort of temporary, and this is just where we're at, and I just kind of feel if you can kind of ride the wave and do it, um, because I don't think... Like you know, I look at all these other people that I've known for many years that have a lot of money and they're like so not happy. And I'm like, money doesn't matter. I mean, matter like, yeah, you want to make enough money that you feel like taken care of, like what medically, right? That like, that's what gets nerve wracking, you know, but you don't need so much because when you're with a kid, like, I don't even want to go anywhere. Like I want to stay home with him and, you know, I don't know. I just feel different. No, I 100% agree. I think uh, the best or one of the best advice that my dad could have given me when I was very young, is that the only constant in life is change. And once you learn how to embrace change, you'll be very equipped, better equipped to go through life. And, um, and I think, like, my life has been a roller coaster in every sense. Like, I have had really good business financial years. I have had some yeah. really dry... Uh, Fortunately, this is spinning out to be a great year, but um, but what I was trying to say is like you just have to be present and in the moment and enjoy what you have. And I feel that exact same sense. The other day, I was putting Remy sleep, and he was just wanting to party, and like for a second, like for a yeah. nanosecond, yeah. I allowed myself. To get annoyed. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be in here forever, and, and then I, can't I be looked out there at my him. phone. Yeah, and then I looked at him, and he was just curious, like trying to get into things. And it's like, this is not going to be forever, and I'm pretty sure that when this stops, I'm gonna be so sad that I'm not. You have a great mindset in those moments, because that's something you've always. I I will hear Francisco. Sometimes we fight over who puts him to bed at night, but you really like to do it. And I I like it, fine, but you really want to do it. So usually, like, I'm getting him dressed for bed and doing the whole thing, getting the bottle, and I'll come out and clean, and you do that. And he'll be in there, y'all, for, like, sometimes I'll get all the bottles done in the cleaning, and then I go get in bed and get on my phone or do whatever, you know, that you kind of, like, look forward to when the baby goes to bed. And he'll be in there for, like, an hour, which it shouldn't, you know... 
that's a whole nother sleep training thing. Like you should put him down awake, but you know, I'm like, wow, I, you know, and you come out of there and you're really tired, but you also, you're always like warmed, you know, you're like happy. And I'm like, you have such a great surprising level of patience. Cause you're so impatient with me. Like even when I'm telling you a story, but with him, you have this like endless level of patience and it's so nice. That's and something that my family told me all the time. Yeah, that surprised me about you because you and I are both, that's been the hardest thing for me about becoming a mother is resetting the pace of my life, you know? And now that I've started to embrace it, like, yeah, it's driving me crazy how messy the house is right now. Like, there's so much that I want to get done, but I have to work. And, you know, that I've shifted the priority because for a while I would like clean instead of work. And now I'm like, no, I have to work and I'll do that later. But I don't know. It's really interesting. I wanted to say something that I found very enlightening because I have a really close girlfriend from college that is this like badass psychiatrist and um, psychologist. I mean, she's been through like a lot of levels of school. So um, and I always forget the difference. And she has she but she is a mom now and just had a second baby. And she, you know, has some help. She has a nanny. Obviously, she has a full time practice, but she's such a super mom too. And we had this long conversation. She's like, I want to talk to you kind of about then well, they say it's like the death of your like maiden maiden time, you know, and that's why kind of women grieve when you become a mother because your whole identity shifts. But I was kind of referencing how, you know, I, there's this disconnect when you're trying to make new mom friends sometimes. Right. Because, you know, it's, it's hard. You would think we all have this shared experience. So as a woman, you could be friends with any other mom, but I think we've all learned that that's not the case. And you kind of want to find moms that have a similar, not just parenting style, but like an identity that you do. And it's been really difficult in my opinion for me, because there are women that I love, right. Or that I used to be friends with, but they don't work and they have full-time help. And it's hard because I'm like, I don't, I don't relate to that as much. Just being honest, like, because I, I work full time, but I also am a super hands-on mom, you know, like I, and so Heather put it in such a great way to me. She's like, Jenna, she goes, this is because you and Francisco have really good attachment tendencies. Like you grew up with good attachment. She goes, the most important thing, and I'm not trying to say this in a judgmental way. It's just that that's what works for other moms. It doesn't work for me. She's like, you know, the most important thing I can say as a therapist who's done a lot of stuff with children and parents is that you don't want to outsource the attachment. She goes, I can't stress the importance of that enough. She goes, if you're in a situation where you do, you know, people that do have a lot of money um, or have money, you know, like we obviously have some great help. We're kind of in between the part-time, full-time help, but we're still like very hands-on. Like even when I'm here working, you know, I like when Marie's helping me, like she's cleaning the kitchen and making food for him and I'm like feeding him or, you know, changing his I diaper or doing something. Home. Like that's, it's that's hard. A, that's fine. It's hard. Cause I want to get out there and do stuff with him. But that's what she said. She goes, try to always focus on the attachment. She goes, if you ever have anyone that you can pay to help you do other stuff, you know, she's like, you should just never be outsourcing the attachment part of parenting. She goes, that's when you get into a real danger with the children growing up. But a lot of times the reason people do that is cause that's how they grew up. Like they, I grew up being raised by a nanny because I'm like, I don't want to feel like my child's being raised by another person. You know, of course we need the help to work and provide, but it's an interesting dynamic. You know, it's interesting to even meet mom friends that are kind of that want a mom like Danny and I are very similar and, you know, she's worked for me for years, but we, I think we've also become better friends because we have kids the same close in age and our parenting style is really similar, you know, just in how we want to be super hands on. Um, but it's hard, you know, someone wrote me and said, you need to start like a fittish mom's, mom's kind of outing or I forget what 
someone called it, they messaged me and I was like, if y'all would be interested, that's a really good idea. Cause that way, yeah, moms of different types, stay at home moms, moms that, you know, work and are hands on. But, you know, I think it'd be nice for moms to get together and meet new mom friends that mom similarly, right? So we can van and so we 100%. can talk about it because I have a hard time sometimes meeting moms that are And it's like just me. like, it's like a support group. Uh, no, no, no. It, it, it sounds that. funny, but it, 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 it is. It is. Support no, group. you're absolutely and, uh, right. It is. It is. And something else that is really important is special type of respect for stay home moms. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Once you have a kid, like you've like, and this is my naive way of thinking when you hear about a stepmom, da, a step, a stay home dad, mom, uh, or, dad. or dad, you think that they're just like there and putting bows in the curtains and just. No one thinks that. I mean, people that don't have kids think that. Yeah, I was saying that. Like, yeah. when you don't have a kid, they're, they're, like, once you have a kid, the respect that you grow for those people yeah. is crazy amazing. So, yeah. kudos. Yeah. No, incredibly difficult. Incredibly difficult. But, yeah, that's why I think, like, women are champions. Uh, something else, you know, about becoming a parent, you care so much more about your health. Like, you could be a garbage disposal before... Sometimes, occasionally, I get it. That's fine. And you would never feed your kid the things you would eat. But I care a lot more now. Like, I got up yesterday into 6 a.m. workout class, and I still feel like shit because of it. No. But I, I, I try to think about, I need to feel better. I need to have more energy. I need to put good things into my body. And I, you know, if I can drink things on the go, <laughs> you know, it's like, why? I just like things that are effortless. You all know this about me. This is why I'm fittish. But Peak is a new sponsor of the Fittish Podcast. And I've actually seen a couple girlfriends or, you know, people I follow on social media. They've been using these and I was really curious because this is uh, really skincare in a drink. That's the best way to put it. And you all know I love skincare. I mean, I have a skincare line, but the Radiant Skin Duo is this comprehensive kind of skincare combination, right? So plant extracts, science-backed ingredients, and two delicious drinks. So you're going to get the Sun Goddess Matcha. Which, Francisco, Yum. I'm going to get you on this. Yes, yeah. I love It's not matcha. just for women. Yeah. Sun Goddess Matcha and BT Fountains. So these are going to work in synergy to provide the foundations for radiant, glowing skin. Because it's true. And I tell people this all the time. It's not just about what you put on your skin. It's also about what you put into your body. But you're going to get anti green tea antioxidants, ceramides, chlorophyll, moisture-boosting hyaluronic acid, which until I got this, I didn't even know you could drink hyaluronic acid because I put hyaluronic acid on my skin. It's like one of my favorite ingredients uh but yeah this uh this is so great and it's so easy and if you order right now actually and you go to peaklife.com slash fittish that's p-i-q-u-e-l-i-f-e.com slash fittish you're gonna get 15 percent off your order free shipping for life and you're gonna get peak starter kit which includes a frother and a beaker so you can froth your matcha like right up and have a little self-care routine nice. as you're doing all your other self-care I love me some matcha. I think it's such a great source of energy. Matcha? Yeah. I know, I know. I like kind of, this is also nice too. I mean, look, I'll be real. I like to be honest with y'all. I still like coffee. I don't think there's anything wrong with drinking coffee, but I do love these kind of like beautifying drinks like this. 100%. Yeah. And the convenience is just the factor, the most important factor there. Absolutely love it. So I want to throw out an idea just something that I've been thinking about doing and I wanted the audience's feedback of what they'd be interested in because we're kind of at this like crossroads with fittish not a crossroads but just thinking about ways to grow the business that people find 
compelling and interesting and kind of how to get a new audience because we have such a great kind of return customer base, right? Like those of you that buy Fittish or like the products and we have this, there's great retention there. People keep coming back, but growing a business, right? Like getting a lot of new customers is so hard. It's so expensive. And, you know, we're still very much self-funded. Like I haven't raised any more money and probably would like to do that. It's not a great year for that, but um, it's hard to grow without having, you know, we're not one of these companies that just has like millions of dollars to throw at advertising. Advertising's not what it used to be. So no, I was just curious, like getting some feedback. I've been talking to my team about it and we're kind of considering getting, you know, we've posted a lot of stuff on YouTube, like I are on TikTok. I started posting this series about like how I grew a small business and thinking at some point it'll get traction and find its audience. But you know, a lot of people have written me and been like, I don't like TikTok. I don't want to be on TikTok, which, okay. I mean, it's foreign to me because I like it, but I'm sure TikTok's going to be a platform like an Instagram that's just not going to have the longevity that like YouTube, like everyone says YouTube is still so important, which makes sense. I mean, YouTube has a full, has channels on television and apps, you know, to go, you know, watch these series. And there's some great content on YouTube. You know, they pay their creators well. Um, we kind of thought about doing like a fittish office reality show, you know, that we'd actually film an episode every week about what office like is like. So we were going to do that today when I get into the office. But the point is, I'm just kind of putting it out there is, is content like that engaging? Like, do you think that us doing a lot more content filming stuff about the business and how we do it would have an audience, you know, um, or what, right? Is it doing our walks? Is it doing more community events? I know we have customers in other cities that are like, I wish you would come here, but I think, you know, I want to find a way to grow the business and get new people interested in the business. Yeah, I think the input of our audience could be very helpful for that. Mm -hmm. I think so. It's nice. I love having that audience because when you're a direct-to-consumer brand, you want to know what people are interested in, you know? We had some girl on TikTok post that we never even gave her product. She got it from her mom. And it just shows that that's like the most powerful thing you can do is just like get product into people's hands, have them recommend it to other people, maybe reward them or incentivize them for doing so. Um, but she has like 4 million followers on TikTok. I didn't follow her. I didn't know who she was. She's quite a bit younger than me. And she just randomly gets on her TikTok one day and is like, I got to turn y'all on to something. Like it's helped my hair grow so much because I guess she was a cheerleader and like, a lot of times women, when they tie their hair up really tight, they get hair breakage and thinning around the kind of like temples. And uh, she was like, this is product's been amazing. We sold so much hair serum after that. So you're almost sold out. We did so well with it. And, you know, then people are like, how do you do that again? I'm like, that's the thing about a viral sort of small viral moment. Like you can't do it again. And it's so great. She did that. And it wouldn't have even had the same effect had we paid her. And we couldn't have afforded to pay her because she has so many followers. Yeah. We reached out to these guys. I don't know if you've seen these guys on TikTok. It's these two black guys that like they hang up. It looks yeah, like a body yeah, brush that, yeah. and they look like they're in like a real like rundown apartment and they sing all sorts of songs into the microphone. They're hilarious. They have a million followers, but their bit is just brilliant. Like they just come up to the mic, but then they're singing like country, you know, like songs that are completely unexpected. Right. And uh, we reached out to them because we were like, oh, my God, we want to send them product. Right. And so. Their manager immediately is like, how much? I don't know if this is interesting to anyone. I haven't told you this yet. And so I had our new social girl reach out and she's like, okay, so we're at the office the other day and it starts to become this negotiation and we're just not really, we're not a brand that pays people to do it. Like we just want to gift them and if they love it. No. And I do get that it's a business. And it's way more legitimate 
it is it is and anyway so the manager writes back and is like how much and i was like oh my god i don't know how much are we gonna pay them you know and so we offer like you know or we were like how much you know to post you know and uh so i was like okay well we never do this and my cfo is gonna kill me but i was like i would love this content it'd be so good their videos get like millions of views i was like why don't especially if they like use a product as the microphone i was like why don't we offer them I forget what we offered them. I think like $2,000 to do a post and they have like 1.5 million followers. And they were like, that is so far off from what they get. They get like $15,000 at minimum to post. And like, we don't have that kind of money. I'm like, ah, shit. And then like a few, we were like, oh, sorry. Like, we're so happy to gift. And he wrote us back like, oh, we really want to work with y'all. So like, how much could you do? So it's like becomes this whole negotiation. And then it makes you feel like, yeah. as a small business that's what's so hard you know when you don't have a lot of money how do you it's grow so funny. like i think when you are in that <laughs> space you throw as we say in mexico we throw the stone based on the size of the frog you know you pick you choose the stone based on the size of the frog and that means like they threw a number because they saw the following and they saw everything like, okay, okay, okay. I don't think they get $15,000 every time. Oh, I think they do. No, not every time, not every time. But I think, I think people do. Um, and I think that's what's surprising to so many people. I think I, and I know, um, with like no uncertainty that people that have that level of a following have really, if they have a good way to monetize it and they have someone good helping them, they get paid a lot of money, these creators, you know, and, uh, but it's hard, it's hard for the small businesses. So yeah, I've been trying to find some real out of the box people. TikTok's hard. Cause like sometimes people don't have that many followers and have videos that go viral. Um, once they have a big following, it's hard. Um, yeah, but for us, we're just trying to gift people that are doing good content. But I like those guys because it's so different. You know, it's not like a beauty creator. It's not someone that's constantly reviewing beauty products. It's guys that are like wrapping into a microphone and like then using the product. So I've kind of put my team on like, let's find people doing cool, weird content that we could gift or that are going to be like affordable. Like, yeah, it's going to be like $300 for a video because they only have a few thousand followers, but they're doing really good content, you know, because I just don't like paying people. I just don't feel like our customer base and my brand is the kind of brand that people want to see like, oh, hey, I love this product, but like I've been paid to post about it. You know, I just don't think that that works as well as it used to. I think customers, consumers are tired of it. They want it to be more organic and unexpected. That's just my thought, 100%. but it's hard. It's yeah. hard to do it when you don't have like a lot of money to pay people to do it, you know? So that's why we're like, we do great content. Let's start filming more content at the office yeah, and putting it out there. That's a really good thing that you're asking our audience just to see what they think. If they have an amazing idea, send it to us. Yeah. Send it to you. And, yeah. uh, and if it works out, you'll send them product. I love when you throw that out there. Yeah, I will. Yeah, of course 100%. I will. Are you winking at me yeah. on camera like yeah. other people can't see it? No, I'm like, no, he's not joking that I'd send product. I really would send product. That's so funny. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, but yeah, I'm always up for good business ideas from people or just especially customers. I mean, the people that listen to the show are fans of the brand and they know what works. And um, but yeah, man, it's hard. It's so hard. Like running a business in, in and of itself. I mean, we're in year what year is this five it's going to be year five i think which i know is a feat a lot of people say like if your business makes it five years that's great and it's great but you know you're constantly trying to figure out ways to like 
you think like Rolling, when you start yeah. a business, you're like, oh my gosh, my goal was like, I can't wait that I could leave my full-time job and do this. And then you do it. And then you're kind of like, wait, okay, I need to grow it. I need more customers. I need, you know, a, more audience. And that it's just a challenge after a challenge. I don't know what I was thinking about starting a business. You always think like the goal is just to make some profit. And then you realize very quickly, like it's not always going to be profitable, <laughs> but it's still going. And then you're like, wait, how do I do it again? Like, how do I next level it? It's no. just a constant challenge. You've done it like from an entrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Like I have started a couple of businesses. I think you've done amazing in the way that you have managed your business and the way that you have managed everything around it, how you manage your vendors and your, your um, every aspect of it. And you have had a really good experience and you have made it almost to the five-year mark, which is very, very remarkable. Does that mean you survive after that if you make it five years? No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a constant, it's a constant <laughs> battle, uphill, constantly uphill. When you feel that you're comfortable and you're starting to go downhill and it's because you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I think that's been the hardest part about having a business is kind of the stomach. And I don't think I have the long-term ego for it. You know, like when I look at other people that have run businesses for 25 years, I'm like, how do you handle it? Like, how do you handle the highs and the lows? I mean, because that's if the hardest part. If you don't love part. it, you're yeah. fucked. Yeah, it's like a very difficult thing. And I still kind of struggle with it. It's really hard to just think every day like, hey, it's like what, a relationship. what are we going to do today? Like yeah. relationships are hard. If you don't love that's each other. That's true. You don't want to put the work in and love it. Yeah, you're it's not going to work. It's really nice. It's a nice sentiment. I love you very much. I love you. I'm not going to be home tonight. That's good. No, I'm kidding. I'm always here. I don't want to leave the house. I hate going out. I hate going places now. I might have competed us to a dinner tonight. Just, I just got a text. Message. I don't know, but we'll talk about that off what are you air. Off air? Yeah. Why? Yeah, we're about to wrap up. What do you mean you committed us to a dinner night? Uh, That's not fair. I, a, a I don't want to like, go out tonight. Are, we, uh, are you guys making it for dinner tonight? From who? <laughs> From James. What do you it's mean? Like, I don't know. I need to ask. <laughs> no. I'm not doing anything tonight. Sounds good. Well, we have something tomorrow night. I know. I hate going out. I wish I hated. I wish you love it. I just a little more social. You know, you love it. You can't. I need my feel. It's you. I, I'm worried actually about when Remy's like old enough to drink. Oh, he's a social butterfly. Oh, I know way. that he is. I know that he is. Yeah. Can the dinner be at four p.m. and can we take Remy? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna see. I something tells me that there's an event that they might be organizing that is like a group dinner, some or something. I don't remember very well that conversation because we were talking about some other. No, because we were talking. Because we were talking about some other. That's where we're at. Aspects. All right. Okay. We'll we'll talk about this when the show ends. But as always, email us info at finish .com if you have any questions for the week. Any complaints can be directed um, to Francisco Rizzo official. What's your Instagram name? It's uh, Francisco Rizzo underscore at Francisco Rizzo underscore. Francisco Rizzo was taken. Francisco Rizzo was taken. And the things that that mofo has one follower and he's following one person and has no post. Are you sure it's not you? That you made it a long time ago one time when you were drunk and you don't remember? Could have been the case, for sure. I, I will not put a pass on that. Uh, well, thanks uh, as always for listening and we'll see you all next week. You guys take care. <laughs>